Every time Philip Gustafson steps in net for the Minnesota Wild, I'm more and more convinced that his trade for Cam Talbot was one of the best the Wild have ever done. We'll discuss that, what makes Gus so good, and some keys for today's game against the Toronto Maple Leafs on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, this is Brandon Duham, and this is Locked On Wild. What is happening, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms so you don't miss out on any new episodes throughout the course of the week. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. On today's episode of Locked and Wild, fresh off of a 41-save shutout, we discuss why the Philip Gustafson trade is going to go down as one of the best the Minnesota Wild have ever made. We'll also look at what makes Philip Gustafson so good in net for the Wild and some keys to the game for today's matchup against the Toronto Maple Leafs. My name is Seth Topal, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, and uh, saw this on Twitter reacting to what we saw from Philip Gustafson on Thursday in the season opener, a brilliant 41-save shutout. And regarding the trade that sent Philip Gustafson here in return for Cam Talbot, um, the tweet said, got to go down as one of the best trades that the Minnesota Wilds have ever made. Now, that's obviously lofty praise, but let's just look at the circumstances that led to that trade taking place. Obviously, the Minnesota Wild the previous season had acquired Marc-Andre Fleury at the trade deadline with the hope that he could help pair with Cam Talbot to be a reliable goalie tandem. Capo Kakinen had been inconsistent that season, and so he was dealt to acquire Jake Middleton. Another huge win in Bill, Gar- uh, Bill Guerin's trade leisure. Uh, and so the Wilds were in need of another goalie. They go get Marc-Andre Fleury, the team tandems, and um, Cam Talbot's camp, not particularly pleased about that development. Now, to Cam Talbot's credit for the entirety of the season, even when he was not the one that was tasked with starting in that series against the St. Louis Blues, to his credit, he didn't, uh, he didn't, you know, make things awkward, be a bad teammate, any of those types of things. Even when he was thrust in in a must-win game six, that ended up uh, leaving the Wild eliminated from the postseason. He handled things pretty well in that first go-around. Then you have in the offseason the decision to sign Marc-Andre Fleury to an extension. Talbot's camp, again, not particularly pleased with that development, which led to that infamous showdown at the NHL draft between Talbot's agent and Bill Guerin 
where Garen famously said in regards to some quotes that he's going to have to do something about this situation to try to make Talbot more happy heading into the season. Talbot didn't want to be part of a 50-50 timeshare. And so the quotes from Talbot's agent were, well, Garen's going to have to do something to remedy this. And Garen famously snapped back with, I don't have to do S. He said, I don't have to do anything. Cam Talbot is a member of this team, whether he likes it or not. And uh, just just one of the all-time Bill Guerin quotes. And we thought at that point that was going to be the end of it, that it was just something that was going to blow over and that um, things were going to just kind of have to work themselves out between the two as to uh, who got more starts, who started when. And all of a sudden, then at the draft, that same weekend that these comments were made by Talbot's agent and by Bill Guerin, Talbot was traded to the Ottawa Senators in exchange for young goalie Philip Gustafson. And I recall at the time panicking, thinking, oh boy, uh, I, I don't know how this is going to play out. Because you are trading a known commodity, a vet, in Cam Talbot, who was coming off of a really good season. He had to stretch down the uh, down the stretch that season two years ago, where he was, I think, 13-0-2 in a 15-game span. And so it was just he was winning games like crazy, was performing really, really well. And so here I'm thinking, oh no, we traded the wrong goalie. How are we going to, how are the Wilds going to recover from this? In steps Philip Gustafson. And I want to read you a tweet, courtesy of uh, Minnesota Wild PR, that I think helps paint a better picture of just what we're talking about here. Since November 19th, 2022, Minnesota Wilds goaltender Philip Gustafson leads all NHL goalies, minimum 12 games played. Let me read that again. Philip Gustafson leads all NHL goalies, minimum 12 games played, with a 1.86 goals against average and a 939 save percentage. He is 22-5-6 with four shutouts in that span. Cam Talbot, on the other hand, ended up not playing in the final few games of the season with the Ottawa Senators. They moved on. He ended up going to the Los Angeles Kings, signing a one-year, $1 million contract with the hopes that he can maybe capture the starting net position for the Kings this season. Talbot's first start of the year, he gave up four goals to the Colorado Avalanche. And so we're sitting here, a situation in which you thought that the Wilds had moved on from their starter prematurely. And it turns out the Wild found a better goalie in Philip Gustafson, who continues to get better every time he steps in the net. And so we've got the Devin Dubnik trade in which the Wild brought Dubnik in for a, um, I, I think, a fifth round draft pick. Dubnik took off. 
willed the team to a postseason appearance that year by going absolutely insane down the stretch, was insane the next year, insane the year after that. But it feels like this is just the emergence of Philip Gustafson and what he has been able to do since he got the uh, the net, since he got to Minnesota and got in the net here has been nothing short of amazing. And it's interesting, too, the scenarios in which this played out because Ottawa viewed him as their guy, the goalie of the future. And after a, a couple of rocky seasons, one really good small cup of tea with the Senators, one bigger um, experience with them that was not as good. You go from a team in the Senators who was young, not as structured, but looking for some stability in the nets. And Gustafson goes to a team in the Minnesota Wilds who have better structure and just completely takes off. And if you need an indication that it's not the fact that the Wild have a good defensive structure that is making Gustafson good, look at what we saw on Thursday. Because there were plenty of instances in which Gustafson faced point-blank looks. He had 13 high-danger chances against. He stopped them all. 41 shots against. He stopped them all. Ladies and gentlemen, Philip Gustafson is here to stay. And so we can thank Bill Guerin or whichever scouts, whether it be Judd Brackett or who, said, hey, if there's a chance we can get Philip Gustafson in return for Cam Talbot, we better do it. So it's worked out sensationally well. Now, why is Gustafson so good? Well, we'll discuss that as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. With all the uncertainty in the world over the last few years, whether it be pandemics, turmoil overseas, it is very important to make sure that you have peace of mind in the event that a disaster strikes. Jace Medical can provide five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use, and it's simple to get started. All it takes to get a Jace case is filling out a simple online form and, in some cases, jumping on a quick call with one of Jace Medical's board-certified physicians. You can get outgoing care from physicians on any treatment-related questions, doctor-created and doctor-recommended Jace cases with just a simple form. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. It gives you peace of mind so that you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure that you have the medication in hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Plus, you can get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. Again, use code LOCKEDON at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Welcome back to today's episode of Locked on Wilds. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wilds your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, make sure that you join us after tonight's game for a Locked on Wild postcast. We'll recap the action with the Toronto Maple Leafs 
and uh, discuss what is coming up next for the Wild, which is a Tuesday game against the Montreal Canadiens. So what makes Philip Gustafson so good? We saw it on full display against the Florida Panthers on opening night. 41 saves, 13 for 13, and high danger chances. And I think the thing that makes Gustafson such a sound netminder is just how fluidly he moves and how he can just really swallow up opportunities uh, no matter where they come from when he's in the crease. There were a ton of instances in which the Panthers tried for those quick wraparound shots or shots from kind of right in close to try to bounce them off of the post and in. You know, you try you try to find that small little opening between the goalie and the post that you can maybe get a bank shot and sneak one in. Gustafson does such a good job of kind of perimeter moving and pivoting to different points at the net. You know, I, there was a shot in, for instance, by Matthew Kachuk. He had 14 on the game. There was a shot by Matthew Kachuk from in close in which he tried to do just that. And Philip Gustafson was able to quickly pivot and slide over to the right and just wall off that part of the net to where the shot attempt by Kachuk um, hit Gustafson and just kicked back behind the net. He's good at those types of saves, but I think it's also, and this is not a knock on Marc-Andre Fleury because you know his style is more animated, more sprawled out. Gustafson is very much a stay-at-home goalie, which I think allows him to be in better position to face first shots, primary shots, secondary shots, sometimes third shots in the same possession. It just allows him to make a save, react quickly to it, and to be able to then move on to uh, whatever is coming next. There are a couple of instances in the wild defensive zone in which there were turnovers that led to short uh, kind of mini breakaways. I forget the name of the player for the Panthers who had one right in front, and it was it, there was nobody that was between them and, and Gustafson. And Gustafson just gets in position. He doesn't panic. He's calm. And he just makes he makes a tricky save look easy because if you're a Panthers player, you're trying to get Gustafson to commit while also still holding on to the puck to be able to uh, take advantage of Gustafson guessing wrong. He doesn't guess really all that much. Gustafson just reacts to what is coming at him and um, it leads to him just being in, in really good position to take on a ton of shots. And this is true on special teams as well. The penalty kill faced a ton of action. Gustafson just never flinched. And so for a team in the wild who were taking on a pretty banged up Florida team that still is a really good hockey team. It's not a situation where, hey, the defense in front played really well to limit chances and um, to prevent Gustafson from having to really do the whole thing himself. It, it was almost the opposite. It just there were a lot of turnovers and Florida really dominated in terms of possession time 
and uh, time in the wild zone, especially early on. And Gustafson just didn't blink. It doesn't matter if the shots are coming from the top of the zone. And I think that's another critical piece that makes Gustafson as good as he is, is his ability to fight through screens and to track the puck. The Panthers tried a lot of that Thursday night as well, where they would you know, take shots from the top of the zone, try to get that screen to where the goalie says, yeah, I, I can't... Um, I couldn't see the puck. It, it deflected. And, you know, th those are, are tricky for goalies is if a puck takes a weird deflection, you know, you're in position to make the initial save. And then all of a sudden it, uh, it gets deflected around you, underneath, over, you name it. But the instances in which the Panthers tried to, uh, to slip one through a screen, Gustafson was rock solid on those. So he tracks the puck really really well he is very fundamentally sound he is a stay-at-home goalie that just reacts to what's going on he doesn't guess he doesn't try to make plays before they happen and this all leads to like i said i mean the stat speaks for itself the fact that he leads all nhl goalies with a minimum of 12 games played, with a 1.86 goals against average and a 939 save percentage in almost a full calendar year. And that is why Gustafson is getting the start tonight against the Toronto Maple Leafs. That is why Philip Gustafson is the number one goalie for the Minnesota Wild. And that is why he now needs to be in consideration for one of the best goalies in the NHL. He I feel like he's the best goalie in the NHL that nobody is talking about. Because it doesn't matter if he takes on the Florida Panthers. Look at what he did to the New Jersey Devils in two games last year. Look at what he did to the Colorado Avalanche near the end of the season last year uh in that game in which the Wild won and they were able to hold on to first place in the Central Division outright. Yeah, I, I know it ended up being for a game, but he is good no matter who is on the ice, no matter who he's playing, no matter what is going on in front of him. He's able to take all of that chaos in front of him and block it out. Harness good energy, block bad. That Happy Gilmore quote, that, uh, what a great movie. I don't know why that popped into my head uh, just at that second, but harness good energy, block the bad. Philip Gustafson, folks. The best goalie that nobody is talking about and uh, just a critically huge piece of this team's success. And uh, boy, there, there was there's no better way to uh, start a season than what uh, Philip Gustafson was able to do on Thursday night. We'll see what he does for an encore here tonight. We'll talk about some of the things that the Wild need to do in order to come away with a win against the Toronto Maple Leafs. That is on the way. After this, here on Locked on Wild. Let's say Kirill Kaprizov scores a hat trick or the Minnesota Wild win the Stanley Cup. If you want to win 100 times your money, play daily fantasy hockey on the Sleeper app. These are all possible scenarios for this season, but to have a chance at winning big, you need to play daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper. As the official daily fantasy app of the Locked on NHL Network, 
Sleeper is our top choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. I think one of the things I enjoy most about the Sleeper app is how quickly you can get your picks in. Entries can be made in under 60 seconds in the time that it takes me to read this ad. You can get your entire lineup put in on the Sleeper app. With players like Kirill Kaprizov, Connor McDavid, Alex Ovechkin, Sidney Crosby, Kale McCarr, and more, all you need to do is pick more or less on stats for those stars. Choose stats like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more. You heard me, Wild fans. 100-time payouts on Sleeper, so start paying attention and get your picks right so you can win big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL, and you'll also get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKEDONNHL, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Again, for the everydayers, make sure that you tune in tonight for a Locked on Postcast as we break down all the action from today's game against the Toronto Maple Leafs and uh, the hope that the Wild will be able to uh, come away with a win to make it 2-0 on the season. Now, courtesy of FanDuel, the uh, let's take a look at the odds to start for tonight's game against the Maple Leafs. Uh, the Minnesota Wild check in at uh, one and a half goal underdogs. They are plus 138 on the money line. Over under is again six and a half. Under hit on uh, opening night. I have a feeling the over is going to hit in this one against the Toronto Maple Leafs. You have no shortage of superstar power uh, in their lineup. I mean, just look at these line combinations that uh, the Maple Leafs boast, at least according to Daily Faceoff. Todd Bertuzzi, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner as your top line. Then Max Domi, John Tavares, and William Nylander. And uh, their top, their bottom six is nothing to, uh, to be ashamed of either. But that top six is fearsome, formidable. Oh, and Austin Matthews had a hat trick in his first game of the season. The Maple Leafs did win their first game by a score of 6-5 to five in a shootout. Ryan Reeves got in a fight. Nothing uh, nothing out of the ordinary here. That math all checks out, um, especially on opening night. So some keys to how the Minnesota Wilds can win this game against the Maple Leafs. It's going to be very tough because what we saw against the Florida Panthers, where the Panthers dictated a lot of the action throughout the night, Maple Leafs have a far better offense than, uh, than Florida does. Florida's got a good one, but... Toronto is Toronto offensively is impressive. So for the Wilds, they cannot, number one, you cannot let the Maple Leafs dictate the pace. If they try to play this as a track meet, this reminds me a lot of the Buffalo Sabres game last year, the one that the Wild lost six to five in a shootout. You can't play this game at that pace. You're not going to be able to play that type of pace really against anybody throughout the course of the season. And so the Wild need to 
really try to slow the Maple Leafs down in this game. You can't you can't allow the shot disparity to be 20 in favor of the Maple Leafs in this game and expect to win. The Wild need to do a better job in this game of getting shots on net, controlling the offensive zone, and uh, just limiting the number of chances um, that the Maple Leafs have in this game. So key number one, slow the pace. The Wild have physicality. They've got certainly plenty of players that can force this Maple Leafs team to play that more physical style as opposed to just skating up and down the ice and firing shots off at will. So that's key number one. Key number one, slow the pace. Key number two, the defense has to do a better job of keeping the front of the net clean. 13 high danger chances, that's too many. So if the Wilds give up 13 high danger chances to the Toronto Maple Leafs this time with Austin Matthews, with Mitch Marner, with William Nylander, if they give up 13 high danger chances to the Toronto Maple Leafs, I can just about guarantee unless Philip Gustafson somehow one ups what he did against the Panthers, pretty much guarantee that Toronto is going to get at least one of those in the net. So the defense needs to do a, a better job of keeping the area in front of the net clean. And I think just trying to simplify the approach a little bit, not looking as far up the ice. If you've got a puck within the general vicinity of the front of the net, just try to get it to the top of the zone and work that way as opposed to some of those longer passes that we see get picked off. Or if you're looking that far up the ice, you miss players that are kind of they're right in front of you that can get a stick on your pass, and it leads to a turnover. So key number two, limit the space in front of the net in front of Philip Gustafson. And key number three is when the Wild match up against teams like this that have a pretty legitimate top six, Theirs is going to need to keep pace. This is a big game for the Kaprizov line and for the Boldy line, who showed some signs, but by and large really didn't have a ton in the way of uh, opportunities out there in the first game against the Panthers. Toronto is not the same level of defensive force that the Florida Panthers are. So there should be offensive opportunities for the Wild in this game. But the Kaprizov line and the Boldy line really need to put pressure on because if all of a sudden the Austin Matthews line picks up a couple of goals and the um, the Nylander line is able to score themselves, then all of a sudden you are behind pace on two different lines and with the third line and the fourth line the way they are your primary two scoring lines need to primarily score so big games from those two lines should uh, help the wilds keep pace in this one should be a fun game toronto is a, a very formidable opponent but um, philip gustafson's the big equalizer and if he has a performance similar to what he just did against the florida panthers that is where the Wilds um, are going to be able to uh, even things in their favor. Now, 
Toronto's got a uh, really good starting goalie themselves uh, in Ilya Samsonov, who uh, has been confirmed as the starter for today's game. So the Wild will need to try to get a couple past Ilya Samsonov, who, again, he's he's a good goalie in and of himself. So this should be a fun game between these two teams, and uh, hopefully the Wilds can take momentum from opening night uh, into this one on the road. Uh, in a tough early test against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Again, we'll have post-game coverage for you. We'll have uh, intermission coverage for you as well. So uh, Locked on Wild has you covered here in the first road game of the season. So make sure that you tune in so you don't miss out on any content throughout the game or throughout the rest of the season as well. Uh, You can follow us on YouTube, also on your favorite podcast platforms. Make sure that you turn notifications on as well so you don't miss out when we go live, when there is breaking news, or uh, when our episodes post throughout the week as well. We've got new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.